Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of She Temple of Cosmology presented by Powhatan Shiamaru Estates and the Indigenous Psychology Tribal Education Firm. For those that have joined us here before, welcome back. And for those of you that this is your first time, welcome to the She Temple of Cosmology. My name is Halam Shiamaru, and it is my pleasure to welcome each and every one of you. Here at She Temple of Cosmology, we focus on mental and emotional healing and spiritual growth using indigenous paradigm. So family, sit back, relax, and join us on this journey of unlearning and relearning. So without further ado, it is a pleasure, a privilege, and an honor to present to some and introduce to others our own Dr. Powhatan Shiamaru. Thank you, Brother Halam. Sister Sydney, thank you. Uh, you both are doing a wonderful job uh, here on Clubhouse and also on all the uh, trillions of other platforms that we are blessed to be on. So I must say that I am eternally grateful to Sydney for your hard work and labor and sacrifice of your time in giving to this, the Sheet Temple of Cosmology. And you as well, uh, Brother Halam, for your sacrifice and time and uh, late night calls and everything that you do to support uh, Power to Shiamru Estate and the Shi Temple of Cosmology. Uh, so peace and blessings to everyone. I want to open with that fatiha as always, and then I'm going to complete a statement I was making to a brother on my brother's show a few minutes ago. That was to Brother Akil. So let's say a fatiha and then I want to complete that point. And I'm going to bless us today with the proper reading in its uh, proper translation given to us by our Namathagda, Shi Ali. And uh, we can decide. I love his interpretation. I love his translation of this beautiful verse, uh, opening surah of the Quran, the key, the surah that the scholars have said that in these seven verses is contained the quintessence of the book. In these seven verses that I just recited in Qara contain the quintessence of the book, Al-Fatiha. So the first verse says, in the nature and power of the self-created God, the master of spiritual insight, the perceiver of all truth, 
supreme devotion is for the originator, nourisher, and sustainer of everything, the master of spiritual insight, the perceiver of all truth, master of the period of judgment. We are servants and we seek divine protection. By this, we are guided on the correct path, the way of those who have divine power bestowed upon them, not those whom chastisement is upon them and not those who are misguided. That is a beautiful, beautiful translation. It is so scientific in its, in its simplicity. Once you understand the language a little bit, in which if you're willing to learn and study, just let us know and we'll help you along. But I wanted to get to, uh, first of all, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, with the assistance of the Divine, who is Rahman Rahim. I'm eternally grateful to the Divine Energy for all that who has bestowed upon me and my family and my lineage. I'm grateful for the friendships that, that has brought into my life. I'm grateful for my relationship with all my teachers throughout my sojourn to get me to this point. You know, in the Quran, it says that sperm is something that once was something that we didn't mention, you know? So in the, in the, in the idea of it, we don't talk about sperm outside of scientific context, or we don't want to look at it outside of it where it should be seen. You don't want to see it on the sidewalk. You don't want to see it on the dining table. You don't want to see it in your office. You see? So it's something that we don't mention. And the Quran goes further to say, man was once something not to be mentioned. Right? It also says to us, it teaches us, sperm mixed with ovum is the beginning stages of a fetus or embryo. And then from that embryonic stage, it develops to the fetus. Now, when we look at that, and you study that, and my midwife that are on will bear me witness, the fetus is not a fully developed human being. Some women miscarry in that early stage within the first trimester. They lose the embryo. However, no one will frown upon and look at that situation and say, oh, that could have been me. No one studies a a a a a, 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 a seed, a ovum, and looks under a microscope and looks down on it and says, "Is it? you know, I was once that, but, you know, I'm so beyond that now. I'm not even a part of that. You know what I'm saying? You know, we can't think like that. When we grow from one stage to the other, we can't bash what we develop from. We have to understand that that is a part of who we are. That is a part of our community of self. It helps develop us. Now, we need to correct what is in it. I was watching the Grinch that sold Ramadan. And 
my brother, my God, so masterfully, so masterfully explained uh, Thanksgiving. He masterfully explained Christmas. He masterfully led us right up to New Year's just looking at the cosmology. Now, I had to... I had to revisit my own thoughts, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in on this. And Akil, I didn't forget you. I'm leading up to a point. I had to go into my own thoughts because many of the things that he shared in that video, and he being my junior, causes you to look deeper into yourself. It makes you look at your ego. It makes you look at the truth of yourself. It makes you reason with yourself. What are you, did you miss something in your studies that you didn't see this? Why didn't you see this? You see? But when you see it, and the heart of it, the key of it, that unlocks and synchronizes your genetic coding to everything else you ever touched in wisdom in your life, please, I'm here to attest to you. And there's no equal in this wisdom. It brings out the truth in you. And whether you want to face the truth of you or not, that's entirely up to you as an individual. But once you see it, and once you're able to see who you are as, a, as, a, as the essence of yourself and stop running from yourself and stop lying to yourself and pretending to be something that you're not, now you come into the true cosmological aspect of yourself. Now you can function. You can live. Mm. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, when you put one to the left of the zero, you magnify the zero tenfold. Now that's uh, simple mathematics, we would say. When you put one to the left of the zero, you magnify the zero tenfold. Now let me share a bit of Masonic numerology with you, and then I'm going to get to my to my topic today. But it is important that uh, I answered that question to Brother Akil in the passion that I had for that question because. Uh, I really want to express the spirit of honor, the breath of honor. I want you to understand that there are many facets to, to this beautiful institution that we have built. You see, many facets, and that everything that is physical has a spiritual component to it. If we're willing to look into the spiritual component, and not just in honor, but all of the indigenous nations, over 570 indigenous nations across North America, all the indigenous nations that exist on this globe, just yesterday in Australia, they're rounding up our Aboriginal brothers and sisters, putting them behind razor barbed wire fences, just yesterday, snatching families up off the street in New Zealand. They're keeping the people from coming together in unity and being at peace with each other. All these things are happening all over the world. But you and I had the remedy to these injuries right here 
in the hills of North America, in the Aboriginal Republic of North America, under the guidance of our wonderful Namataga Shi Ali. And we have in that person a body of knowledge in these 12 ministries to guide our lives into the Akira, the hereafter. Here, after the destruction of all this sickness that you see going on on the planet. Now, the messenger said, when you put one to the left of the zero, you magnify the zero tenfold. My brother made a post about the Masons this morning, and I wanted to reach back into my studies, being a Mason, and share something with you without violating any secrets. That's a joke. The Mason is admonished to study mathematics. He is not advised to pursue his studies through simple addition and subtraction. He is not told to master square root or fractions. He is not told to go so far and no further. He is simply advised to study mathematics. No student would be considered proficient in any study unless he were master of the basic principles and could elucidate the uh, uh, premise of the science. Therefore, the student of mathematics should know the whys and wherefores of the nine digits and the cipher. I'm going in a little deep here, but I want you to understand uh, where this wisdom is coming. Why there are only ten of them why form in the manner they are formed? And why is it possible to perform such stupendous examples with these 10 little characters? Now, I'm going to start, and today I just want to talk about one digit, and that is the numeral 1. And the reason I want to talk about this numeral because it signifies in our cosmology system, Hun, the sun. And I was relating it to this energy here in this study, and it just, it just struck something with me. And I, I thought I'd share it with you because it leads to my cosmological piece I want to share with you from the Quran today. We are want to handle them and use them with a little regard to their divine worth, meaning the numerals, uh, as like a little child would play with a handful of diamonds, never giving a thought to their universal value and the infallible laws they represent. See? Just like a child. You know? Elijah Muhammad said, Yaku's people were like, you know, children playing with steel. You know? And he discovered that one piece of steel had magnetic in it and the other piece did not. And that the magnetic piece had attracting power on the piece that had no magnetic in it. So what did he show us? He talks about magnetism polarities right there. And how objects can be drawn to each other based on their polarities. And we just thought he was talking about steel. So the deeper we delve into knowledge, we can see more value in it. So the first digit or figure one is in reality a diameter of a circle. 
is in reality the diameter of a circle. While it is usually made by drawing a line perpendicular, a horizontal or oblique line would be a perpendicular or figure one. From some standpoint, just the same as the expression in Freemasonry, which says the sun is at high meridian at all the time. The sun is at high meridian all the time. And this is true. The first digit or figure one uh, is a symbol of the first great cause and stands for the universal law of Allah. It is a symbol of unity as well as a symbol of the Trinity. Now, this is going to expose something in the concept of this uh, Trinity idea. Not in a negative way, but if you listen, you will see the wisdom in it. In gender, it is both masculine and feminine, and adds to those natures the third quality, that of being neuter. Mm. Now, in nature, this numeral one is in is masculine and feminine, and it adds to those natures. It adds to those natures the quality, the third quality, that of being neuter. As in the beginning, there was one God, and all things were included in that one being. So this character stands for and symbolizes that first cause. Cause. Remember, we always talk about cause and effect, not this uh, spooky karma thing. Although we use that language colloquially, we don't follow that ideology. In the divine reality, we're both the male and female. So with the straight line or figure one, it has two ends, one positive, one negative. And where there, uh, these two meet, there must be the neuter element. Therefore, this first digit is not only one, but it is two. And it is not only two, but it is three. Now. That may be reflect on the crown line, on the cosmic plate, because we have the king, the positive energy, then we have the queen, the negative energy, then we have the jack, which has the neuter quality, and able to neutralize or oscillate between the two. When Mother Nature comes to birth to her offspring, she does so perfectly. She divides herself into two equal parts without any remainder. Before birth took place, the figure one would present all. At birth, the one becomes divided into two parts, and the division is perfect. She expunges from herself all her offspring, retaining no fractional part. But not so with the father nature. When he gives birth to himself, he retains a fractional part for gestative, um, gestative purposes. Thus, any number that is divisible by two without a remainder is feminine. Two, four, six, eight. And any number that cannot be divided by two without a fractional part left over is masculine. Three. 
five, seven, and nine is a, ge- uh, a geometrical acronym that a circle is made up of straight lines. Therefore, the cipher in mathematics is in reality a figure one drawn out until the end, two ends meet. Thus, they are both symbols of infinity. They are both symbols of infinity. All my aces out there, you think about this as you reflect upon yourself. The cipher is a symbol of femininity because it is an enclosure in which there is no, there is nothing. Thus, it will be seen that the beginning and ending of our mathematical system is in the infinite and that the characters we use are symbols of infinite law. In all schools of symbolism, spirit is set forth and symbolized by the perpendicular line. As matter lies recumbent and spirit ascends or descends into it. Ascends or descends. And we speak in spirit here. It is, uh, I use that as colloquial language because I don't see it some spooky spirit going in and out of us more or less our connection to the earth mind and our attenuation by our carbon-based diet to earth properly. This will open us up properly, especially in this season when Sirius is setting and the planet is lining up with the sun and Sagittarius A, and we will be on the 21st of this month, uh, the most powerful day of the year. That is the time for you to sit in reflection and build your reality in your mind so you can manifest it in your physical reality. You see? This is cosmology. Go deeper. So in schools of spirituality, spirit has been set forth and symbolized by the perpendicular line as Matter lies recumbent and spirit ascends and descends into it. The figure one then becomes a symbol of spirit, which harmonizes with the claim that the divine is a spirit, but not a spirit as a spook. We're talking about energy here. In fact, some would define the term Allah, meaning al di and la as deity or force. The force not uh, some other, you know, energy that cannot be described. Now, uh, with that being foundational base, uh, I want to go a little bit further into a document and share with you some wisdom and show you uh, the cosmology of the Quran. So with that, I'm going to take a break here first and let Brother Halam share some information about what we're doing and uh, She Temple of Cosmology and Power to Shiamu Estate. And then I'll come back in a few seconds and share this knowledge with you. A story with you, actually, and break down the story into some uh, understanding. If you have a Quran, I advise you to get it or pull it up on your phone uh, so you can follow along with us. Have a wonderful break here. Thank you, Dr. Power I um, appreciate the knowledge that you are sharing with us. Um, so much to take in, so much to consider, um, so much to add to the whole unlearning and relearning process. I just wanted to share a few uh, 
announcements for the lack of better terms. Today's show is brought to you by Powhatan Shiamaru States um, and the Indigenous Psychology and Tribal Education Firm. Indigenous psychology is the only study that properly identifies the mind. Stop trying to figure it out alone. Find your purpose. Rewrite the narrative for your life. Contact Powhatan Shiamaru Estates and the Indigenous Psychology Tribal Education Firm today to schedule your appointment. To be reached at one 414 dr She, that's D-R-X-I, or contact us at uh, uh The information is in the description of the uh, clubhouse. Also, I wanted to make mention of uh, Aboriginal Medical Association, Dr. Ali, Namatagashi Ali, and some beautiful um, material that he has running a uh, flash sale on. Um, please feel free to go to uh, www.aboriginalmedicalassociation.com um, and check out the uh, links there for the uh, store, um, for the wonderful um, books that uh, he's currently running a uh, sale on. Um, I would strongly encourage those that are on a budget like myself at times <laughs> um, to take advantage of these uh, deals that he's running. Um, again, that information is also in the link as well, but that's uh, Aboriginal Medical Association.com. Um, and one last final announcement. I wanted to, for those who have not registered for the uh, class that is being presented by Powhatan Shiamaru Estates and the Indigenous Tribal Education um, psychology on tribal education firm. Um, feel free to check us out. Um, Indigenous Ramadan. Um, it's a step by step um, course that has been put together for us to really be in the essence of this Ramadan season. Um, you can register for that course also at the PowerTuneChannel.org. Uh, and again, that information is in the description of the clubhouse. If you would like an opportunity to showcase your business or any other business here on She Temple of Cosmology Show, Cosmology Show, excuse me, feel free to contact us at uh, SheTempleInfo at gmail.com. Again, that's SheTempleInfo at gmail.com. The details of what is uh, required in submitting that email um, is also in the description of the clubhouse. Thank you, folks. Cindy, did you have any announcements you wanted to add? Well, basically, brother, Alam, you guys are listening to onthewakeupradio.com. This is global. This is everywhere. Uh, I had shared with the good doctor that uh, the top three plays uh, were United States, Russia, and France. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then followed Australia. So they're listening. Um Sign up for otwtube.com. Check out the She Temple of Cosmology every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Catch replays on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. Replays, yeah. So this information never goes away when we go away. You get what I'm saying? So I want to thank you and thank the good doctor. And yourself, hello. Thank you, Sister Sydney. 
I appreciate you very, very much. Brother Alam, thank you for the announcement. I want to wrap up uh, that last part of what I was saying before I move on to the next uh, aspect of this talk. We talked about one to the left of the zero. And I want to complete that thought because I almost got away from it. So we just define what the one is. One is the diameter of the circle. Hmm. It represents the all in all. I think I described that. So having started with figure one, as has been shown, as I described, is a fraction of a circle. Okay? It then stands reason that back of the one is a zero or the cipher, which of itself signifies nothing or infinity. Thus, when the circle of infinity is placed before the one, it means nothing. Placed after the one, it becomes the ten law making bodies of the universe, the sun, moon, and planets, stars. In making our digits, we round the corner, thus carrying out the divine order to beautify and adorn our work. The authority for so doing is found in nature's laws. The reader is referred to the series of cuts and illustrations in the chapter titled Floor, by aid of which I hope to be able to make and manifest understood. I'm going to stop right there with this, this quote. Uh, this is taken from a text written, I believe this is 1896. Yeah. And this uh, was hidden away <laughs> in a Masonic library, but I was able to... Uh, I'm blessed to receive that information. Now, I said all that to say in a very long way and explain mathematically that once you put one to the left of the zero, that energy that we just described, that powerful oscillating force that symbolizes everything is now manifested through that zero, which is nothing, which the zero symbolizes us without spirit running through us. Now, once that runs through us, now we are magnified to our state of infinity. We move now beyond, we're magnified tenfold. So look at yourself from that perspective. You are that one. And you will learn those who go into Ramadan when we stand for Salah, the first position is Qiyam. And you're in that upright, erect position where the energy is allowed to flow up and down. Legit, the spinal column. It's very powerful. So since the sister asked me a question earlier about relating, and I related a story, I'm going to relate another story now, but I mean, it leads to uh, something very powerful I want to share uh, in this sermon, this cookbook, I guess, this message for you today, taking us further into our beginning of Ramadan, which starts on 12-1. And if you look in the horizon that evening, you'll see serious setting. And then you'll know it is the beginning of our sacred month. And uh, during this month, we won't partake of foul language, foul music. We won't partake of 
uh, anything, any sex or food during the daylight hours. We will fast from sunup to sundown, only taking in uh, citrus water to keep hydrated and to balance our electrolytes and all the uh, things that we need to maintain in our health. And then we'll break the fast at sunset with a meal. And those things are outlined in the post that our wonderful chief has posted for us. If you just go to his Facebook page, it's, they're on his Instagram page. They're on both his Facebook pages, his IG page. So go in those places, hit like, support, support. That will support you. Go and look. It's there for you. And if you're interested in going further into the study of Ramadan, I'm offering a class on uh, the 30th at 8 p.m. I've reduced the price to $125, which is the price of a session to any national. And you're more than welcome to join the class and learn every detail that we can possibly offer. But for now, you know, I'm going to share the story with you. And I don't think I've talked about this in the public much. But it's something that has been touching me and coming to my mind of recent, and I want to talk to you about it. So as a following student of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, alayhi salam, I had the blessing of growing up around many pioneer Muslims, you know, brothers and sisters who were very close to the messenger. You know, one of the brothers, his name was Brother Woodrow Muhammad in Atlantic City, and uh, a sister named uh, Sister Fatima. You know, we would have coffee and bean pie and farina bread. They would relate their experiences in the presence of the messenger. I even met a sister who was uh, very old, but she told me that she met Master Farad Muhammad when she was a little girl. And she told me the story about that. So I've met some really wonderful, interesting people in my journey. But oftentimes, you know, they would mention the vision he used to tell them about. They would always say, he used to tell us about this vision. Let's talk about the vision that the messenger would tell us about. Okay. And that's what they would call it. So while in Chicago as a young minister, uh, I was invited to dine with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan at the home of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, known around the world as the palace. Now for two nights consecutively, we discussed this vision of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. This vision, or shall I say, this communication is pivotal, pivotal in our understanding of the Quran as we move forward as a united people, or as a people united. Or I will add this, it is important that we understand this and the origin of the Quran coming from an indigenous culture, not coming from the Arab culture, it did not come from the Arab culture, but I do want to say that we have to understand that the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, peace be upon him, history has been distorted. His identity was distorted, and all of that must be revealed here at the Shi Temple of Cosmology. So the vision is going to be pivotal in understanding not only of the Quran and where we are 
in, in cosmology, but of where we are in time right now. So the messenger related that he saw a book in this vision and its letters were dimensional, meaning they had depth. He later or further stated that when he looked at the letters of the book, it appeared as though the letters were penetrating the book all the way through. These letters had a glow or an illumination. The messenger said that the only letter that he recognized was the Arabic letter lamb. Lamb, or in English, it is L. The lamb is uh, the 23rd Quora letter, misnomer Arabi, and is the letter, as we know in English, L. The Honorable Muhammad said that he recognized it because that letter seemed to have been all through the book and that it stood out. You will see very clearly my interpretation of his vision, my tafsir of his vision, my exegesis of his vision, and the Quran letter, Lamb. The Quran is a book designed for the specific purpose of repairing human psychology. Let's look at it from that perspective. Now, uh, within the book, there is a esoteric teaching, and then there is an exoteric teaching. The, the esoteric teachings in the Quran, as well as exoteric, inner and outer, haven't been studied from an indigenous perspective, despite of it being studied through millenniums. And I say millennium, right? Those understandings evade proper explanation from those whom the book itself speaks against. An example of such text is the mysterious abbreviated letters of the Quran, properly known as the Huruf al Makati'at. The mysterious abbreviated letters, Huruf al Makati'at. Among the mysterious uh, uh, mysteries of the Quran, uh, few are greater than that of the Makati'at or abbreviated letters. Many uh, theories have been generated over the centuries to explain them. Stay with me, folks. Stay with me. I know this may be something different for many of you, but if you stay with me, you'll see the light in it, and it'll help you through the next 30 days tremendously. Now, many theories have been granted over the centuries to explain these lessons. None, is uni- none have been universally accepted. And the orthodox, the so-called conservative Muslim theologians, refuse to accept any one theory over the other. They prefer to designate them as being unscrupulable or mysteries or things that can't be understood. In this writer's opinion, they don't want it to be known. However, in secret society, these letters were and are being explored to the nth degree. According to ancient hermetic teachings, the same teachings that I studied in the Masonic teachings, as I studied to become a 32nd degree Scottish Rite Freemason, the letter Lamb in Arabic or Quran depicts the sign of Taurus in the Quran according to their historical writing. The astrological symbol of Taurus is the bull, and its functional qualities include material wealth and abundance. In illustrating the archetypical Taurus, 
the hermetics postulate that the Quran teaches humans to control their desires of amassing material goods and use their wealth in the service of some nobler uh, objective. Here, I have recalculated uh, the hermetic teaching and, rid it, and rendered my calculations based on earth polarity science as taught by Aboriginal University and Chief Amaru Namatagashi Ali and myself, Dr. Pawatu Chiamaru. I began with Haruf al Nakatiat Lam. Since this is the letter, uh, the messenger, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, saw in his vision. Now, in the Quran, in Surah 2, Ayah 67, it reads, and I'm going to read just the English translation. And when Musa said unto his nation, his government, Lo, Allah commanded you that you sacrifice a cow. They said, Dost thou make game of us? He answered, Allah forbid that I should be among the foolish. They said, Pray for us unto thy Lord, that he make a clear, make clear to us what she is, meaning the cow, answered, Lo, he said, Verily, she is a cow, neither, listen, she is neither a cow with calf nor immature. She is, listen, between the two conditions. So do that which ye are commanded. I'm going to repeat that verse because it's very pivotal here. He said, verily, she is a cow, neither with calf nor immature. She is between the two conditions. So do that which ye are commanded. They said, pray for us unto thy Lord that he may clear to us of what color she is. Musa answered, lo, he said, verily, she is yellow. She is a yellow cow. Bright is her color, gladdening beholders. Bright is her color, gladdening beholders. They said, pray for us until thy Lord, that he may clear to us what cow she is. Lo, cows are much alike to us, and lo, if Allah wills, we may be led Alright. Musa answered, Lo, he said, Verily she is a cow unyoked. She plowed not the soil, nor watereth the tilth. Whole and without mark. They said, Now thou bringest the truth. So they sacrificed her, though almost they did not. Get an opportunity, go and read those ayahs. That's Quran, chapter 2, verse 67 through 71. Now let's see what it means a little bit here. In Ayah 67, Musa asked his people to metaphorically forego the practices of accumulating wealth by sacrificing the cow, which would symbolize the characteristics of the second polarity, misnomer Taurus, which influences possessions, 
and wealth. But in Ayah 68, the people of Musa contended to defend their practices by asking questions that were meant to examine Musa's knowledge of cosmology or astronomy. Those, those people were contending that Musa himself had no wealth. So how could he know the pain of forsaking wealth? Musa answered that in Ayah 68 by describing the position of the constellation Taurus in the Zodiac by saying that the cow of Taurus was neither with a calf, twin characteristic of the third polarity misnomer Gemini, nor immature, characteristic of the first polarity misnomer Aries. Rather, the constellation had to be in between the constellations Gemini and Aries. In Ayah 69, the yellow color of the cow was described because it being the color of the metal copper, which the Hermetic philosophers placed under the zodiac of Taurus, incorrectly. Second polarity Taurus, Taurus, these are the correct elements that are associated with the second polarity based on uh, atomic geometry, uh, fluorine, iron, magnesium, silicone, zinc, iodine, phosphorus, sulfur, chlorine, manganese, potassium, sodium, chlorium, cubic, hexagonal, these are the shapes, cubic, hexagonal, orthorhombic, and triclic. Uh, Copper in our indigenous system is a fifth polarity element. Copper in our indigenous system is a fifth polarity element. Now, in closing, <laughs> that's an inside joke. In closing, I'd like to bring your attention to the ayat mentioned here. Bright is her color, gladdening beholder. This uh, tells us that it's the second polarity, again, misnomer, Taurus, because we know that the spring equinox is the position of Earth when blossoming of colorful flowers takes place to gladden the beholder. Yet still we see the attachment of people with their wealth being so strong that they contend for more evidence. They're contending for more evidence. Just like today, you're so attached to the things that you are attached to in this dunya, in this world. You're so attached to the way you think, the way you eat, the way you, you walk, you talk, everything that you've been instructed by your colonizers. You're so attached to it that you can't see the value of what we are offering you because of the attachment. You see? Yet you, are, you see the attachment of people with their wealth being so strong that they contend for more evidence. You just want more evidence, more proof that this is the truth before you are let go of your debt, which is slavery, of your mortgage, of your car note, of all this credit card debt, before you let go of being a 13th Amendment citizen. Before you let go of all of this and come to yourself, come home to who you are, come and accept your own, be yourself, become autonomous, enjoy the benefits of your own nationality. 
learning your own cosmological influence in this universe and understanding who you are as a human being in relation to the solar system so that you can operate your life properly in the lives of your lineage from now into time immemorial. But we can't do that unless we all see ourselves there. You have to envision it in your mind's eye. Let me finish this verse. It read that the cow was unyoked, meaning that the second polarity, again, Ms. Nomatoris, is at 31, 60 degrees of sky. This is season of spring. This is the season of spring. It did not labor on earth because the earth is already first in spring. And without mark, without mark, as the verse stated, and without mark represents that it is a fixed polarity that cannot be influenced by the changing patterns of the season. These are the descriptions of the second polarity misnomer Taurus, and I'll continue to say that. And why do we say second polarity misnomer Taurus? Because I just showed you 31 to 60 degrees of sky is the season of spring. But when you begin to look at these astrological configurations based on astrology, you will notice that the sky degrees are off, sometimes 15 to 30 degrees, which gives you a calculation that is off by those degrees, which is already uh, somewhat guesswork. So our calculation gives us precise sky time. There's a precise time that the energy intermet with those energies, those orbs, and their fields of energy. And this is why when you ask, how was your reading with Dr. Power to? They will tell you that it was precise. These are the descriptions of the second polarity. Again, misnomer Torah. That the people of Musa, Elijah, Muhammad, were left with no option but to reluctantly sacrifice the cow representing their material wealth, economy, lineage, business, real estate holdings, land, etc. This is what happens to a nation when we become so fixated with material possession. When the real goal and aim is for our lineage to exist without harm, without influence, and without being infiltrated by other lineages. This is the goal. To be certain that this cosmological experience, this aboriginal indigenous cosmological experience is now reignited in the DNA of us that we can all be guided by the stars just as we are being guided by Sirius today. Go deeper, family. Again, I reiterate, we have to get beyond just skirting the top. Now, everyone may not get there at the same time, but we all put in effort, we'll all get there. I'm going to share this with you about the Makata'at in our clothes. The prefixes with letter Lam also appear in other surahs of the Quran dealing with the archetypical, the archetypical properties of the second polarity, such as wealth management, usury, cow worship, greed, and materialism, and it, they are in the following ayat. And you can look these up for yourself. Surah 2, uh, 54, 257, 261, 
I want to put a few more things in perspective. I'm not going to keep you too long. Um, I want you to turn your attention to uh, many of the things that I've been posting if you're on here. And I see who's up here uh, every week. And I, I want to say I appreciate you. I really appreciate those who are consistently listening. I push hard to let everyone know uh, that on Clubhouse, uh, what we're doing here at She Temple of Cosmology. But as uh, Sydney stated at the top of the show, uh, we have listeners around the world on, on the other platforms. And I believe she showed me in the United States last week, we had 13,700. In Russia, there was 500. In France, there was a number of people. In Australia, there was a number of people. Our message is getting across. My fear is that the rest of the world will take the message and run with it while we are becoming lethargic with it. You have to take this and run with it. Because it's given to you. The Allah says in the Quran, because Allah give you something and you don't do anything with it, you don't multiply it, mm. you don't respect it. If that's the case, you don't really believe, you still have some doubt. And your doubt is hindering you from moving forward. You're torn. You're torn between which route you want to take, yet, you see the wisdom, you see it can be done, it's being manifested before your eyes, but yet you still are afraid to let go. Yes, you. <laughs> the one that thinks, I ain't talking to you. You're the one I'm talking to. Let it go. Well, I don't know. Whoever needed to hear that, I close with this. When we, I posted this as well, you can always recognize the Star Series. And I, I enjoy uh, going out late at night, catching a dark space without light noise and being able to see the sky as a beautiful experience. Sirius is always the brightest star in the sky and the third prominent belt star in the easy-to-see constellation Orion, the hunter, uh, the hunter points to it, okay? The way the stars are situated. Uh, for example, this New Year's Eve, you know, you can go outside this New Year's Eve and just look up in the sky and show them Sirius, also known as the dog star, because it's the part of the constellation Canis Major or the greater dog. Sirius might also be called the New Year's star, and uh, it will ring in at exactly midnight on 2022, as it does every New Year's Eve at exactly 2022. So I don't. Uh, we could go a lot deep into series, uh, series, and we will. Maybe I'll devote a whole show to series. Uh, but next week we we'll definitely be focused entirely on uh, Ramadan. So in, in many aspects of that. So I don't want to say a lecture. I like to allow the spirit to move me and me to reflect on what needs to come out. So I want to thank you for being here today and for listening. And I want to say to you, uh, I don't want you to keep me a secret. <laughs> I want you to tell everybody about the She Temple of Cosmology 
tell every about power to when she on real estate. I wanted to let you know that uh, you're going to miss a treat if you're not in this class on Tuesday. And also that I'm currently offering through the month of Ramadan uh, a 45-minute a session for $75 on spiritual counseling. And you can come and chat with me for that time period on any spiritual subject that comes into your mind. And I'll be happy to uh, sit down and go through whatever resource that I have to help answer those questions for you. And I know sometimes, especially during this season, we get into different energies and visiting families. And sometimes we just need to ground ourselves. So reach out to me so I can help you get through it. It's an investment, but remember, it's an investment in yourself. Have a blessed evening. Individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy Ashley. On the wake up. So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored? Shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW2. It's the black YouTube. Why, you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just got to move accordingly, smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them perfect people a 10-second snippet, a 15-second snippet, and make them come to OTW Tube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. Because only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTW Tube is where it's at.